Hey girl, I see you there, sitting in a puddle of shame because the one thing in your life that you say is the most important is pretty much non-existent. Do you struggle to spend time with God like you feel like you should? What if I told you that it doesn't have to be a guilt-ridden experience or the checkbox that you check and desperately point out to God that you did in fact accomplish it this time? Join me in this episode as I pour out my heart about the lessons I've learned on what it means to spend quality time with God no matter your season of life. Welcome to the Woman of Courage podcast, a show that's here to unite your faith, inspire your purpose, and empower you to follow God's plan for your life. I'm your host, Samantha Welch, and I can't wait to step alongside in this journey. I believe it takes extraordinary courage to break free from the past pursue God's calling, and step boldly into the promised land that God has prepared for you and your family. Whether you're a seasoned business owner, a newbie, or a girl with a dream, you're in the right place. Each episode will dive deep into the how-tos of building a business and life that you've been called to. Plus, we'll chat with incredible women who have blazed their own trails, answering the call of their faith and purpose. So get ready to be inspired to tackle life's challenges with unwavering faith and unstoppable courage. Let's take on this life together. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Woman of Courage podcast. Today I'm going to dive into a topic that's really dear to my heart and something that I feel like the quote-unquote Christian culture just doesn't get right. And that's the myth of quote-unquote quiet time or Bible time or whatever you want to call it. Most of the time it's promoted as that thing that you are supposed to do first thing in the morning. They're supposed to lay out your Bible, supposed to have a journal. There's a zillion books out there that are being sold that are like the prayer journal and then how to study the Bible and all this stuff. And all none of that's wrong. But what's wrong is that there is a guilt and a shame factor that's been going into this. Whereas if you do not accomplish this first thing in the morning or you don't get this done and check this off of your list, then you are somehow a not a good Christian and you have failed in your God time. Something I want to argue is that God is not a God of a box. He's not sitting up there having lined out a certain way that you have to do things in order to be able to to reach his heart and to get what you need to out of the scripture. In fact, God has created us in such diversity, like we're all so different and we all hear from him differently. And so I really want to just take a moment and to debunk the myth of quiet time. So I don't see anywhere in the Bible where God prescribes a specific method of quiet time routine. In fact, when we actually examine the lives of some of the most amazing biblical figures, such as King David, who is a man after God's own heart, and then Jesus himself, we'll see that they actually spend time with God doing various daily activities. Like God is a constant for them. It's always, he's always there. And there wasn't some set formula. You don't read about how that they took their 30 minutes in the morning and this is what they did. Yeah, they did take some quiet time and they did take the prayer time, but then they also reached out for God's heart in a lot of other different ways. For my personal experience, I have struggled with this. There was times when there was just so much guilt and shame over the fact that I did not do my quote-unquote quiet time like I should. And then there was also a 
time of self-righteousness where I got in my quiet time and I felt pretty good about myself and I checked my box and I moved on. And I don't think either one of those are good at all. Right now, I feel the most close to God, I think, than I've ever felt in my life. And I have absolutely quit putting the pressure of quiet time on me. And what I have actually done is I have found how I can incorporate God into my life and how I can make him part of it. So first, I want to talk about my routine to show you that can be done differently. And then I want to kind of talk about different seasons and how things would look. So for me, myself, I run two miles four days a week. And my running is also when I have my God time. That's whenever I have my earbuds in. And I, right now with my husband, we're going through the Bible chronologically in a year. And so we're working through that. And that's my Bible reading. And then I'll pop in a good podcast that is usually faith-centered or something to do with understanding the brain, God's creation, whatever. And I'll listen to that. And for me, when I'm running, that's when I'm able to actually allow my mind to focus on something. Because let's be real, if I'm focusing on what I'm doing, then I'm feeling like I'm about to die and I don't want to do that. So I will focus my mind on something else. And I cannot tell you in the last year how many times God has spoke so personally to me because I have been so focused on him. But that is at my personal experience. And that's what's working right now in my personal season of life. There was a season of life when Bible time looked looked a lot different. There's a different season for everybody. And right now you may be in the throes of a newborn. And so your quiet time, your God time may be when you're nursing them or you're feeding them a bottle or you're washing those bottles one more time or when you're in the shower, like, or something else, just a time when you're able to just really focus in on God. Also, like you may be working full time and when you get up in the morning, like it's all you can do to get up that early just to get ready for work, but you have a 30 minute commute. So car, the car might be your God time. And that's whenever you could turn on scripture and you could listen and then you could truly tune your heart into God. Or maybe, you know, you just have to take a moment, just go outside and think about God. So what I'm saying is that you can't put God in a box. God does not reach everyone the same way. And depending on personalities and your background, the way you were raised, what you've been exposed to, all of that stuff may be how you actually reach God. So for example, somebody may see God in nature. So sitting out on your porch or just sitting outside with scripture and listening to God, that's how you reach. That's how he reaches you. Or if you're stuck in a car and you're needing to just reach God with a commute, just taking a moment to admire creation as you're driving. I mean, and then some people like me, um, God reaches me in more intellectual way. So whenever I am studying and I see like how science lines up with the Bible and I'm learning a new concept that I'm like, whoa, God did that and created that. And then I see promises in the Bible play out in my life and it all works together and just pieces into my brain. I'm just amazed. And that's when I see God. And then there's some that worship music, like listening to music. And that's 
that's how they experience God. I definitely want to put in here, though, that you cannot forsake the scriptures. Like, if you don't read God's word, you don't know how God feels about things. So that is important. But I think that the way it has been portrayed, where it's like you lay out your Bible and have your pen or or whatever, isn't necessarily correct. I think you can consume the word of God through, of course, reading but I think you can consume the word of God through hearing. I think you can consume the word of God through talking over the word of God. I think like it doesn't have to be. I think you can consume the word of God in more ways than just having your Bible open, reading it. I personally listen to the word and that's how I'm able to understand it. And some people, they need to read and see that. And then some of us are more auditory learners. We're listening. Or if you don't even have a choice because your Bible time is in the car or your Bible time is when you're doing dishes, then listening may be that option for you. And also, let's just throw out there that every season is different. So there are going to be seasons when you can get up with your cup of coffee and you can sit and it's quiet in your home and nothing going on. And that's that's a season. But then there's a season when you're in the throes of motherhood and the likelihood is, is your kids are up before you are. And then by the time you get up, you're doing all you can just to get your coffee down and to get the kids fed and to get them off to school or to start school or whatever you've got going on. And it's just impossible for you to have that perfect morning routine. And then there's sometimes there's seasons like when you're just working very long hours. And at that point, you're just going to have to listen to the word when you have the chance. Something else that I don't think we really think about, and I don't feel like that it is emphasized as much as it should be, is the fact that you can hear God throughout the day. God doesn't just speak during that quote-unquote quiet time or that designated time, or he doesn't just be like, he's not just sitting there thinking, oh, there she is. She's taking some time for me. Okay, I'm going to pour into her. And then he just walks away and you're kind of left screwed the rest of the day, basically. That's not how God works. In fact, a true relationship, when you have like a relationship with your spouse or your kids or something, they're involved in everything all your life, right? Like you don't just acknowledge them one time a day and then step away and not acknowledge them again until that time comes around. No, like you think about them throughout the day and you interact with them and you deal with them and you cultivate that relationship. And that is what we should be doing with God. God is not just sitting there and we get, we are marking our box and then we're moving on or worse yet we feel guilt and shame because we didn't get to mark our box today and so we're like we're thinking god is gonna be aggravated he's just not gonna be there because i i didn't put in the time for him when that's not how it works we can consciously tune our heart to god throughout the day. I kind of find it a little funny because I have people who are, will say something like, well, I will pray about that during my prayer time or, um, you know, I'll, I'll take time to pray about that. When I really feel like that when there is a 
prayer request that comes across or to something that needs to be prayed for, do it then. If I have an issue and I need to talk to my husband about it, I'm going to talk to him right then. I mean, I guess that's a poor example because sometimes you will designate a time to in for prayer if it's something important. But then actually that's not a poor example because if it is something crucial, then you do designate time. But my thing is, is that you can pray while you're doing things. You can constantly be in prayer with God. You can turn a corner and be like, oh God, help me avoid that pothole. Or I need, I need to find this certain pair of shoes. Like let I, or I pray all the time. Give me the right parking spot. Because I can't parallel park. And so if I'm going somewhere where I might have to parallel park, I'll just be like, God, will you just give me a parking spot where I don't have to parallel park? Like those really small, just insignificant things. But God wants to hear about this stuff. And I think that if we practice including him in the small stuff, it will be easy to include him in the big stuff because we'll already be in that habit. So just one takeaway, there should not be shame and guilt that goes into your quote unquote, I'm not getting that quiet time or I'm not doing that. What instead needs to happen is you need to just refocus and say, how can I make God a part of everything? in my life? And when are these little times I have right now in my season that I can focus in on him? And they don't have to be 30 minutes. They can just be five minutes here and there. But just rethink about this and don't make this into something it's not. Don't make this into some law as though it was written down as a Ten Commandment because it wasn't. I think that we just need to realize that God just wants our heart and our heart is just it's just as beautiful if we're doing dishes or if we are able to take that hour and just do that deep study scripture he wants it all and so i just no more shame no more guilt if you truly want god if your heart desires god find the time anywhere anything and it doesn't have to look a certain way it can be what works for you like in my season runs work for me other people's season they can have that quiet time and then your season, it may just be in the car doing dishes. And I will throw in one more thing that if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're like, there's no way I ever have quiet time because I have kids. If they're really little, they w- they do have nap time. So that's an option. But if you have multiples, you may not have nap time all at the same time. But I want to give you permission to include them into it as in communicate even with your little bitty kids mama needs some time with God. I need 10 minutes and communicate with them. And if they won't leave you alone for 10 minutes, then just deal with that. Like maybe there needs to be some discipline within this. And also there's no shame in turning on a television show. Like there are 10, 15 minute television shows, even longer. And that's fine. Put on a television show, have your time crucial. So anyway, I feel like that was really long-winded, but I just want to encourage there, God is not a God who is sitting there to shame and guilt you because you didn't check some sort of box. God is a God who wants your heart. And so I just encourage you to give it to him in however way you can. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's Woman of Courage podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, following, and leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me. You can also connect with me on social media, and all the links are available in the show notes, and I can't wait 
to meet and chat with you. Stay courageous, and until the next episode, keep shining your light in the world. Your courage is inspiring, and I will see you soon.